What is happening, everybody? What is going on, you beautiful souls? Welcome to episode 16 of New Perceptions Podcast with your host, Ben Brown. That's me. Um, firstly, I'd like to say thank you so much for your patience. I know it's been a minute since I've uploaded a podcast. Um, the last episode actually was uploaded last year. And um, it was with the uh, founders of Sacred Sons, who uh, do, who were the guys that I did men's work, the organization I did men's work with in California, which was incredibly transformative, absolutely changed my life for the better in so many ways. And that very deep work is, I'm still integrating it. It's taken me many months to really fully integrate everything that I've learned from that experience and um, and allow that transformation um, to really impact my life in many aspects of my life for the better. And I think that's part of the reason why I haven't really done any podcasts for a while is because I was really actually trying to like integrate everything that I learned from that, um, that intense uh, masculine alchemy, as they call it. Um, it's it's men's work, but they call it masculine alchemy. It's um, yeah. If you want to know more about that, go back one episode to episode fifteen and uh, have a little listen to that podcast. I think it's one of the best ones that I've put out there so far, and certainly details what yeah. Like I say, the uh, some of the most transformative um, work and healing that I've experienced on this journey so far, if not the most transformative. So go check that out. And yeah, thank you for your patience during this time um, of, well, this is this is kind of a podcast where I'm really going to dive into and do a journey notes about what I've been up to and experiencing in the journey, in this sacred human experience um, for me over the last few months and kind of bring you guys up to speed a little bit. Um, and a bunch of stuff I've been sharing on YouTube uh, I've been diving back into making YouTube videos and fairly frequently, at least once a week, I've been um, putting something out there, uh, which I've been really, really enjoying and finding, um, yeah, finding a lot of joy in creating art again through video, even if it's um, just a, a vlog, it's kind of like a little mini documentary of what I've gotten up to throughout the week and uh, finding a lot of um satisfaction in that personally and from the feedback that I've been getting from um, my YouTube audience which I think is some of you guys as well is that you've been enjoying the new format of videos and I've been feeling like it's something that I can do sustainably so that's been a big thing um, but talking about sustainability and content um, I just want to uh, I want to speak about um, this uh, this podcast being sponsored by me <laughs> and you guys. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is I don't have any podcast podcast sponsors as of yet. And um, certainly as I embark on this journey um, that is including sharing content that is a little bit less commercial than what I've previously been putting out, 
it's um it's of no surprise really that uh, I'm having to find sort of new ways of funding the continuation of um, sharing my content um, because life is not free. Bills need paying. And the way I used to pay my bills is through um, branded content. And uh, yeah, they just, I haven't quite aligned with the new paradigm brands that I'm calling in for this kind of new paradigm content in this new chapter. Um, and I was thinking, how can I go about supporting myself? Um, what are the options now? And I've there have been a couple of success stories around me um, from from people that I know through um, creating a Patreon platform. And it, I resisted it for a while because I was like, no, this is my problem to solve. And like, I need to figure out how to make my money and find the spon the sponsors will come. And I've been in a process of shedding away um, a beautiful process of shedding away uh, a lot of expenses in my life that I used to think were necessary, uh, simplifying my life down. And so the process of um, trying to heal my financial situation has been really beautiful for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, and then I've now I've been like, you know what? I actually want to create a platform for people to support me financially if they feel like they want to, um, if they feel like they want to give me energy in the form of money to continue making this content and continue um, allowing me the freedom also, not only to make the content, but to dive deeply into this healing journey, which is... Um, which is what I know that I'm, I'm here, part of the reason I'm here is to heal myself. And a big part of the mission around that is to share it with people. Um, not just the results of the healing, but also the process, which is why I started this podcast, New Perceptions, to share the stories around paradigm shifts that I'm having and to create a space for other people to share their stories in their awakenings, their... Um, spiritual journeys and um, basically the ascension of human consciousness that people are experiencing right now on the planet and have been experiencing for millennia, I guess. <laughs> but certainly right now, um, that is part of my mission, is to share this journey, as you well know. So I've created a, pon uh, a <laughs> I've created a, uh, a Patreon and... Yeah, if you feel like you resonate with this content in a way, um, the first thing you can do to support me is to leave a five-star review and maybe write a little bit about how this content has impacted you um, in some way and, or helped you think about something in a different way, like shift your perspective on things potentially. The other way that you can, because um, that, well, in doing that, it helps more people find the podcast. And the more people listen to the podcast, um, the more sustainable it becomes and I can do it more frequently, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a really amazing way that you can support me. 
And the other way you can support me is by sharing this content and this podcast with someone who you think uh, might it might resonate with um, in their journey. That's a really good way of doing this, like spreading the word. Word of mouth is the most valuable thing ever. And it's certainly how I'm discovering a lot of my content that I'm consuming at the moment that's really helping me change my life. And <clears throat> on Patreon, I've created a tier uh, which is $11.11 a month. And I mean, you can, if you feel like you want to donate $1 a month, that is incredibly well received. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. Any kind of donation is um, very much appreciated. But I thought I'm going to create this like the, this kind of like tribe um, on on Patreon, and I'm calling it the Healing Journey Tribe, and it's eleven dollars eleven cents a month, and I'm going to be sharing on Patreon exclusive video content that is a bit more raw around my in my experiences on my healing journey um, that include uh, sort of um, downloads that I get around. Um, and the insights that I'm uncovering from my experiences through um, exploring this different way of humaning, of this this new uh, sort of unlimited, um, unrestricted uh, human experience that I'm trying to have, and I am having, and that includes topics around obviously for me like um, something I want to dive into in the future is plant medicine. And how that's impacted my life and continues to uh, have a positive impact on my life. Um, emotional intelligence and uh, the kind of like um, the awakening of the um, awareness and understanding of masculine and feminine energy and what that all means. And these are topics that I'm diving into on the podcast as well, but through the Healing Journey Tribe on Patreon, I'm going to be sharing exclusive video content. I've also created a um, a Facebook, a private Facebook group, uh, where if you're if you're on this tier, you will have access to it. Where I'm going to be sharing um, podcasts and other um, information that I find to be particularly helpful in expanding my awareness and helping me understand the journey um, and finding people who are also on this journey to share that with through that little community. And this tier will also be getting um, free shipping on future merchandise that is going to be coming um, at some point this year. And I really look forward to um, sharing that with you as well, which is going to be another way to support me in this journey. So that's Patreon. Go and check it out. It is The link is patreon.com forward slash Ben Jam Brown. And I will link it in the show notes, in the podcast notes. Um, it's also linked in my Instagram. But yeah, I've been speaking about this for 11 minutes now. So I think that's plenty of sponsorship time. And thank you for listening through this now. Um, and also thank you so much to all of the people already who have um, signed up to the 1111 Healing Journey Tribe. I love you guys, and you're giving me a lot of um, hope around this being already a way that I can um, support myself in sharing more content that is a little bit more controversial, that might not sit quite so well with sponsors. 
at the moment anyway, until I find my sponsors that are actually aligned and yeah, just cultivating resources right now is a big part of my mission. Um, so let's dive into the podcast, uh, the Journey Notes podcast. So I've been in Cape Town for a few months, three months I was in Cape Town, a full three months throughout the summer. And my mission in Cape Town was to um, continue cultivating my morning routine and discipline um, to maintain a higher frequency of living and part of that, um, which I've actually explained in a YouTube video, part of that has been me trying to tackle um, some of my addictive tendencies and unpack them and understand why I, in certain areas of my life, lack control over my behavior. Um, so that's something I'm going to be diving into in a minute. But part of my other mission in Cape Town was to really um, create content and um, share what's going on for me in my life down in Cape Town in this new chapter, in this new way of living. Um, I've been going to a whole bunch of music festivals and really plugging into that uh, more conscious community and having incredibly beautiful, expansive psychedelic experiences at, the, at some of these festivals, meeting amazing people, having great conversations and also a bunch of you guys um, who have seen me at these festivals have come over and said what's up and we've had a little dance together and shared a couple of stories um, and it's been a really beautiful way for me to um, connect with some of you guys that are in South Africa. And I look forward to going to some music festivals around the world actually. It's really something that I've been finding a lot of um, joy in is dance and shifting energy that way. Um, and of course, um, dabbling in <laughs> the psychedelic realms. Um, alongside the uh, these festivals that are literally designed for those kinds of experiences and with incredible music that is uh, engineered to enhance and expand one's mind during these um, during these psychedelic experiences. But it's not to say that I'm taking psychedelics at every single music festival that I go to. In fact, most of the time um, I don't. I actually prefer to sort of hold down more of a a grounded presence, especially when there's people that want to have conversations with me who watch my watch my YouTube videos or listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I, one of the things I've been up to. Um, I've also been creating content around. Um, marketing my company, my tour company in Cape Town, Atlantic Outlook, which uh, is a kayak tour company where we take people out on sea kayaks and we go and say what's up to the dolphins in the morning. And uh, more recently, this time of year, there's been loads of whales around. There's been a couple of humpback whales and a bunch of southern right whales, um, which are, and they're just doing the whole, like, beautiful cinematic tail up thing um and if you if you find yourself in cape town um please do come and say hello 
and uh, come out on a tour with us. Um, we're near, we're approaching 13,000 followers on Instagram now, which I am so happy with. It really goes to show that like you, you can with, with word of mouth and good reviews and good, a good solid, um, online marketing strategy, you really can create a business that is, uh, flourishing successfully without putting too much money into marketing side of things all the tools are sort of out there and we invite a lot of um, influencers to come on our tours with us um, in exchange for a couple of stories which seems to be working really well and um, everybody seems to be having the best time ever out on our kayaks and I've been getting out on the water more than ever um, really enjoying it and you can go to my YouTube channel and check out a couple of the videos if you want to see what we get up to out there. We've also launched hiking tours this season, which are now already super booked up. And yeah, I'm just very, very proud of this um, sustainable business that I've um, had a hand in creating. My, my business partner, Sean, and I came up with this idea um, just over two years ago. This is our third season that we're in now. And yeah, we're very happy because it's it's a sustainable tourism company and we take people out into nature, which is definitely part of my mission here on planet Earth is to bring people back into nature and help them reconnect um, with uh, Mother Gaia and um, the unlimited healing that she offers. Um so yeah, that's awesome. Been enjoying that. Um, sure. What else we've we been up to? Okay, so let's let's dive into like some a couple of topics. Um, firstly, sort of taking control. Like I, on this journey of expanding my awareness, I have become aware of a lot more of my behavior and and the healing journey um for me certainly has been a case of understanding my habits where my behavioral patterns come from and diving into the shadows a little bit to see like where my um where my own programming and conditioning could do with a bit of a reprogramming and reconditioning so that i can like um grow out of um, understand, observe, understand, and grow out of some patterns of behavior that aren't serving me in my life anymore. And there's been a whole bunch of them. Um, but yeah, my, uh, that's a case also, let me just say a case really of like identifying parts of myself that I actually identify as and with, um, like my ego. So, um, for many years, well, for like at least four or five years, probably five years, I've identified myself, maybe not online, but um, in my reality, I've identified myself as a, uh, as a marijuana smoker. And um, for many, many years, without knowing why, it was medicinal for me. Um, in controlling, helping me control my anxiety enough to keep going, really, and keep um, 
keep pushing on through years of creating content that was causing me a lot of stress and anxiety um, uh, whilst holding down a relationship that wasn't serving me and yeah just all sorts of I mean had I not been smoking marijuana during those times I'm not sure what I would have turned to um, I'm glad I was smoking marijuana and not drinking alcohol that never alcohol never really sat with me but smoking weed was like certainly something that I identified with big time and it became quite a social thing and of course then my friendship groups were um ones where we'd have a smoke together and for me marijuana really kicks down the door of creativity and just like lets ideas just flood in and it is a psychoactive substance so it was very expansive for me um, or used to be very expansive for me when I was if you think about um the different dimensions that we live in consciously. We are all in the third dimension. We're all in 3D. Um, but as you become aware, a little bit more self-aware um, of energy, certainly marijuana can uh, offer a helping hand in sort of expanding my mind um, into sort of 4D consciousness. Um, but as I've been sort of ascending and trying really to ascend uh, into higher dimensions of consciousness, really understanding like uh, unity consciousness um, and understanding energy a lot more and um, sort of into uh, 5D, 6D consciousness at times. When I smoke marijuana, it takes me back down into 4D. It's like, okay, yeah, we're not back down into like the realms of 3D where I'm completely unaware and completely living in my ego. But it makes me feel anxious now sometimes when I smoke marijuana because it takes me back down into, into lower consciousness. It still kicks down the door of um, creativity for me. And, but what I find is the ideas that come through pretty random and unless I'm very intentional with um with and ceremonial with my smoking um the ideas that I get through are not necessarily helpful for the place that I'm at right now in terms of problem solving the the things that are going on in my life and problem solving for me at the moment has been and for literally for over two years now has been problem solving it's been like healing my finances like I've been I'm, I'm very close to pulling myself out of um, out of debt that I've been struggling with and that's been like its own whole own journey um, yeah I think uh, maybe I'll speak on that in another podcast at some stage but um, still battling with it a little bit and um, where was I what was I speaking about so I just got a little bit distracted by uh, that's kind of triggering for me to speak about that um, publicly, like openly like this, because it's still something I feel a little bit of shame around. Um, and the shame comes from my privilege and uh, knowing that um, and, and feeling like my financial situation in terms of having to heal it is is relative and 
thinking, thinking to myself, do I even qualify to be saying that I have been having to heal my finances when I'm actually still living like a pretty, um, pretty uh, comfortable existence. Um, but in my world, it's been causing me so much anxiety and so much um, psychological suffering. <laughs> Um, but it's been my lesson that I've called in to learn. And a lot of it's been around worthiness and being feeling like I deserve to, to uh, have good things come into my life. So circling back around to marijuana, I would, um, knowing that the abuse of the medicine often led to uh, a dip in productivity for me, um, before I have been healing the unworthiness of good things coming into my life, I would unconsciously smoke marijuana as soon as things started getting good. So I'd kind of token system myself. I'd have like a productive day and then be like, cool, yeah, I'm going to smoke now because I've been had a productive day. And of course, that would affect my sleep. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, it would, it makes me go to sleep easier sometimes, but my, the depth of sleep that I get makes me wake up not feeling as rested. Uh, and it also kind of clouds my brain and my thought process and, and prevents me from really being present. And so it would ultimately reduce my productivity at a time when I really need to be productive to heal my finances. Um, and I would come up with all sorts of excuses because I was identifying myself as a marijuana smoker. So shedding that identity has been difficult because I'm like, fuck, I really like that version of me. Like I was in love with that version of me. I found I had so many good memories of like even just being on my own smoking and diving deep into my thoughts and unpacking all sorts of mysteries of the universe and like dancing and I mean I, I love it I love marijuana it's a beautiful beautiful medicine to journey with very feminine um yeah it is a, it is a feminine plant medicine and but yeah I was um it wasn't serving me at some stage I realized like it wasn't serving me uh, actually when I was with um Ella many months ago when Ella and I were dating um, she would um, point out and bless her for being so patient with me whilst uh, she literally was watching me self-sabotage. And I was even observing and watching myself self-sabotage and still not understanding why I couldn't get a handle on this. Um, so, yeah, there was a, the, as you can tell, like unpacking that, there's a lot to it. And I think that rings true for a lot of addictive tendencies. Um, there, there's m many, many levels to it. And it's not always just so easy to quit things that um, have been a big part of your life. And so I have massive empathy for anybody struggling with any kind of addiction. And I think even if you don't feel like you're someone who struggles with addiction, to try and like have empathy for others who are struggling with it, because it's not always as simple as it might seem from the outside and it comes also back again and I've said this before I'll say it again giving people the benefit of the doubt 
that everybody is doing their best at any given time. And that's bringing compassion and empathy to someone with uh, a self-destructive habit, um, which is the only way to help them. No, there is no point in shaming people and being like, oh, you're, you're still struggling with this. You, you must be like, I must be better than you because I don't struggle with this. That's a judgmental point of view. And even if that person could explain all the multiple layers that they might not even be aware of to you, would you even be able to receive it and then have compassion and say, okay, yeah, you're doing your best? So yeah, it's just a, an opportunity. Certainly this whole lesson for me has been um, one of revealing the compassion that I've needed to bring and the removal of judgment for me of other people's addictive tendencies and their behavioral patterns in identifying my own and then having to remove my own judgment of myself and remove the shame and bring love to it and say, okay, well, why is this happening? Let's Let's unpack this and bring love to the situation. <clears throat> and yeah, I've been doing that with help from my therapist also. I certainly could not be doing this on my own. Um, so as an update on that, I feel like I've got a handle on marijuana. So like right now, definitely. Like I, with my therapist, I she helped me identify that... Um, one of the main reasons that I was now smoking, despite smoking less, and it actually not even really anymore interrupting my productivity, in fact, sometimes actually helping my productivity, um, the reason I was still going to marijuana is because it would numb my feelings. It would put me in a state of optimism, but it would stop me it would prevent me from sitting in clarity and allowing whatever feelings that need to come up to be processed actually come up to be processed. And um, so taking a break from marijuana was hard because it brought so much up for me. I was like, suddenly like, I mean, you guys know that I love to process emotions and so to actually embody that and do it as well as talk about it has meant removing the blockages that stop me from feeling deeply all the feels. Um, so when I stopped smoking or took, took big breaks, lots of emotions would come up. I'd have these little mini breakdowns every day, but now I feel like I'm in a space where I can hold myself not shame myself and allow that energy to shift and then feel lighter afterwards. Um, and if I did have a tendency to go back to not just marijuana, but also excessively eating and snacking and doing things that make me feel good on a short-term basis, it was usually a red flag and an indicator that there was some emotional processing that needed to happen. And that is the healing journey that I'm showing up for now. Um, and holding myself accountable for that has been... Um, part of cultivating um, this like mental toughness and self-control where I say to myself like am I the kind of person that is out of control of my behavior am I the sort of person that can't sit 
with my cravings and unpack them and decide to decide to really take control of um, of my life and regardless of what those cravings are and for me those cravings also include like rolling rollies tobacco like I wasn't smoking very much and I certainly do not smoke cigarettes but I enjoy the odd rolly every now and then it's quite grounding but it was also habitual like it was I like the I like the process of like taking a moment to sit and like it's usually a social situation and you sit there and you make your little rolly and then you smoke it and um but yeah it's not it's again one of those things where I'm like why am I doing this can I can I take control over this um and it was also kind of became a bit of a replacement for the ceremony of rolling a joint and smoking marijuana because I wouldn't get high so it wouldn't affect my productivity and it would only be a short like smoking break so it wouldn't be like the whole afternoon has disappeared with me up in the in a puff of clouds in a puff of smoke um and it's much more socially acceptable uh, publicly so that was like a whole bunch of excuses and then i started identifying myself as someone who smokes rollies um so then i had to like rem- like shed that version of myself that I'd really started to latch onto and identify with and enjoy. Um, and of course, when I think about all the times that I've had like really good rollies with people or in scenarios, I think back to all those memories. I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to have any of those moments again. But like, that's fine. Like what will be replaced uh, when you create that space? Um who knows? And I guess that's the fear. Like, who am I if I'm not the guy that rolls a joint when you come over? Or who am I if I'm not the guy that says that wants a rollie and will smoke with you? Um, so, yeah, kind of identifying those um, those habits as being what I've been trying to really do over the, certainly the last three months, really. And... Uh, then I'm like, okay, what else in my life do I not have control over? And certainly my phone is like the most addictive thing in my life, my my fucking phone. And I'm sure you guys can identify with this on some level, but like Instagram, I just am on it. Like I, I really struggle to control myself um, if I'm not on top of my mind and on top of my um, self-control, I can lose hours on Instagram and I find plenty of reasons to be on there. Like, oh yeah, it's my job. Like I'm an Instagram. Um, and it's my job to like keep up with my friends. And also actually now that I think about it, it makes me feel a little bit, a bit less lonely because um, I have very much changed up who and who I follow on Instagram and the kind of content that I plug into. And now my feed is full of like spiritual quotes and mantras and uh, my role models, um, my healing journey role models and people that I've been working with, Sacred Sons. And so now that's another excuse. I'm like, yeah, but at least when I'm scrolling through my feed, I'm kind of 
um, consuming content that's at least relevant to uh, to my chapter the, of healing. And I find any excuse, honestly, to like <laughs> try and hold on to my little addictions. Um, but the truth is, when I'm staring at my phone, I'm not living in reality. I'm not living presently. And there are uh, so many other things that I could be doing that better suiting um, what I'm trying to achieve with my life which is conscious expansion embodiment of love endless learning and sharing uncovering and sharing my unique gifts that I've come here to planet earth with Um, and a lot of that doesn't really go down on Instagram it goes down when I'm listening to podcasts or journaling or reading books or even or meditating or even drawing or getting creative, expressing myself. And Instagram, although a beautiful tool for communication and sharing a lot of those insights that I find and um, my photography and all sorts of ways of creatively expressing myself and keeping in contact with you guys in a way, um, it's a great tool to be used, but it really can use me. I was going to say use you, but I have no idea. I can only speak from my own experience in this. That tool uses me and then I become the unconscious um, consumer, uh, just feeding, feeding into, that, um, into the algorithms <laughs> of addiction. Um, so that's another one. Um, what else did I uncover? Oh, so I've also been like on this course that I've been doing um, this uh, sacred sexuality and uh, tantric embodiment course, um, which I haven't finished yet, but it's been changing my life really on a, on all sorts of ways that I'll speak on at some stage. Um, but understanding sexual energy being the same as creative energy as well um understanding that and unpacking it and learning about it more and uh is it is another way another aspect of human existence where i'm like oh shit of course they didn't fucking teach us this in school like um this is way too expansive and deep and sacred um of course, we have to go and explore these things for ourselves. They, no, society doesn't want us to uh, obviously like really um, expand too much. And certainly um, sexuality uh, is such a, a taboo subject as it is. Um, there is. It's not surprising to me then that there's so much to explore and to uncover around that kind of intimacy not only with people, other humans, but with yourself, like the intimacy that you share with yourself. Because in the same way that I've said before, like you can only love others as much as yourself, you can only reach depths of intimacy with others as far as you can be deeply intimate with yourself. And that's something that I'm learning. Um, so I've been unpacking that a lot and learning about energy exchange and uh, um, sexual alchemy um, 
But also with that, I just wanted to kind of cover the topic of masturbation because I used to, um, I mean, it's been well over a year since I've been um, out of control in a sense of uh, my self-pleasure habits. But before I, before my motorcycle accident, really, like, um, and before I started dating Ella, I was masturbating. Here's some vulnerability for you. And sorry, mum, you might want to fast forward this bit. <laughs> um, I was masturbating every day. And I mean, every day probably doesn't sound like that much. And certainly it wasn't something that I was so deeply addicted to um, that I could couldn't go a day without masturbating. Uh, but part of the reason was for that was that I believed that um, I, I mean, I was struggling a little bit with um, premature ejaculation when I was um, in my sexual experiences. And not like crazy early, but um, I thought that frequently masturbating would help me with my endurance sexually. Turns out the complete opposite is true, actually. Um, so as soon as I stopped frequently masturbating, a whole bunch of good things started happening. Firstly, um, I wasn't watching porn every day. And pornography... <clears throat> okay, well, let, let's kind of di like dive in a little bit firstly to like um, the main benefit for me of master not masturbating is retaining semen like um semen retention i think maybe if you you may have heard of the uh no fap november or whatever it is like <laughs> there's it's been going around and it's becoming a little bit more popular to talk about like men uh not masturbating and the benefits that you can gain from that but um Basically, I find it really just boosts my energy. I mean, there are there, it also boosts your testosterone, um, but also, yeah, in terms of like what I was addicted to, in terms of masturbating, it wasn't necessarily like the orgasm, but the feeling afterwards. Um, it's quite similar to smoking marijuana. It's like that. I'm I was addicted to that feeling. Uh, and it definitely was, it was a calming, um, a calming thing for me. It would calm me down. Like the, there's like a cocktail of chemicals and hormones that are released, um, uh, in male ejaculation and, uh, orgasm, including like serotonin, uh, which is a neurotransmitter, which is also known as like the happiness chemical, um, and uh, what else? Oxytocin is um, a, a hormone and a neuropeptide, I think, um, which is like, it's also released when you cuddle someone, um, which um, builds like a deeper bond socially. It's that kind of, it's that hormone. Um, 
Uh, we really need it. It's like an important one, definitely. But it reduces, it literally reduces anxiety and depression in, in your physical body. Um, and oxytocin, uh, your body is full of receptors for oxytocin, um, not just in the brain. It literally calms down your whole physical body. Um, and interestingly, studies show it to also help, like, um, sort of like cement or crystallize like memories through uh, like emotional memories. Um, which is interesting, uh, and it also induces sleep. So these are just a couple of things that are like chemicals that are like released um, through a male orgasm. And so you can start to understand why that would become quite addictive. In a similar way to like scrolling through Instagram and getting likes on your photos releases a little drip of dopamine each time that becomes addictive. So um, it's the feeling of these actions that we are addicted well i am addicted to i can only speak from my own personal experience um so yeah when i'm looking at areas of my life that and like trying to find opportunities to create and cultivate um mental toughness and self-control um and like illuminate where my urges and desires are. Um, this is such an obvious one for me. And, um, and what it's uncovered for me in stopping masturbation. Um, this is not to say that I don't self-pleasure. It's like a, a slightly different thing. And I'll speak on. But. I've just been so pleasantly surprised with taking this little journey and what it's uncovered for me and how much it's helped all sorts of aspects of my life. Um, but yeah, they, like when I was masturbating every day, also like I, my go-to would just be like the um, untold amounts of free pornography that is available on the internet now. Um, it would just be part and parcel of the ceremony of me um, uh, masturbating. And, I mean, there were, we can speak on all sorts of negative um, connotations of watching pornography, not least of all, like, the conditioning of my own sexual fantasies um, and of course the sexualization of women subconsciously impacting um, my interactions and my relationships uh, with women through objectifying them so this is like a um, an unconscious uh, sort of unhealed patriarchal um, issue of uh, you exist for me to take from that kind of like uh, a kind of thought process and belief system and pattern that was um, spilling excuse the term into my daily life unconsciously um, um 
And I think, I think this is something that has obviously become very normal in our culture. And, but yeah, it, what it does is promotes like a, a, a disconnection and a commodification of the feminine. And, um, this, uh, like the, an addiction to these chemicals, um, that are released from masturbation is now socially acceptable. And with the free access to so much porn, it's just like sort of in a vortex of, um, that increases the, the disconnection to the feminine. And, um, this, in my opinion, benefits no one, least of all the feminine, but certainly not the masculine either. Like, it's not benefiting us as men, this disconnection, because um, we crave it. We crave connection to the feminine. We need it for our survival. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is all becoming a little bit more clear as I've taken this journey. Um, so yeah, it's something I wanted to bring about, something I wanted to bring more awareness to in my life, um, as I desire more than ever to have self-control and um, increase my self-control, and also as my desire uh, increases to have a deeper connection with the feminine that is a healthy connection and a healthy relationship with women um not just women that i am sexually intimate with but also women that i just interact with generally and or have like um emotional or intellectual um um connections with and intimacy with uh, it's just yeah, it's kind of just really taking responsibility for the masculine energy that I carry and embody as um, a masculine identified being. And um, so, yeah, coming back to like the original reason why I used to masturbate a lot was to like, I used to think it was increasing my endurance. Um, and sometimes I'd even masturbate before I knew I was going to be having sex uh, just to like gain myself a few extra minutes, I guess. Um, sometimes it helped me, but most of the time only a little bit. And, um, in unpacking, um, and understanding better, uh, sexual, um, sexuality and tantra and, uh, uh sexual intimacy and, um, deep lovemaking on that level, um, I would never um, release my life force energy, my the the very energy that the feminine um, that you can give to the feminine through lovemaking that is really like takes um, sexual intimacy from just being a physical thing to also an energetic thing, which is. Uh, in my recent experience, just like another level that makes all of this completely worth it. Like to, I can't even begin to really explain. Maybe one day I'll have the language um, <laughs> to explain how this is benefiting me and um, 
my sexual partners uh, just having this much, much deeper connection um, through retaining that energy so that I have more of it to give um, in sexual encounters, basically. Um, but yes, since actually stopping masturbating over a year ago now, like my, it's actually increased my endurance. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I'm able to, um, I'm able to remain present, which is kind of the reason in the first place, not kind of, it, the only reason in the first place that I was struggling to uh, last longer than sort of like 10, 15 minutes, which I think is pretty normal. Um, that was on a good day. <laughs> is because I was getting in my head. I was all up in my head, worried about like, is she enjoying it? Oh my God, am I like, I really hope I don't finish soon. Like I want this to last longer for me also. Um, and what's this going to say about my reputation? And it's going to affect my self-esteem. And I want to be the man, you know, like I want to be the guy who can like keep going and serve my woman's section. And as soon as all this like stories are going up on my head, guess what? I finish. I'm like, I can't handle it. Like, because I'm gone up in my head. And so this, what I'm learning from sort of my, my tantra coach also is um, to breathe and remain present. Stay in the present moment. Don't get into my head. And I still don't like, it's not like something I'm at all mastered. This is very much like I am at the beginning stages. I ain't sting at this stage. Like <laughs> I um yeah, this is all new to me and that's why I'm sharing it. I feel like I need to be sharing this stuff as I go along. I don't want to wait till I'm kind of some sexual master before I decide to share these kinds of insights. Um and yeah, I'm a human, like I get stuck in my head sometimes when in the throes of sexual intimacy and it's something that is a practice but as I practice it it completely is a game changer um yeah so yeah I uh, through this I, I discovered that um premature ejaculation was almost always due to my lack of presence uh in sexual intimacy um and coming back to your breath, even like we talk about um, when you learn to um, when you learn to meditate, everybody always says like come back to your breath, always come back to your breath to bring you to the present moment. It's the same with um, it's the same in terms of like maintaining presence during sexual intimacy and lovemaking. It's um, incredibly important. Um, but yeah. Um, sure. What was I saying? Where am I going with this? The reason I think this is important is because to me, there is no more, there's nothing more sacred in terms of energy exchange than lovemaking, than making love. Like it's, what is more sacred than that? 
and like to retain <clears throat> to retain semen is also about retaining the life force energy that comes through uh, that is like cultivating within me um, within within myself like it's it's um since I don't ejaculate anywhere near as often as I used to, I cultivate this life force energy within me and it's giving me energy constantly. And in the same way that I would have loads of energy when I didn't smoke marijuana, previously, I would that would make me feel anxious because I didn't know what to do with all the energy and I'd think, fuck, this is, I'm just feeling anxious, like I don't know what's going on, so I'd smoke to reduce the feeling of anxiety. Uh, same with um, wanting to orgasm and that feeling of like calmness afterwards would reduce my anxiety. So, and I think I've spoken on this before, but the reason I don't feel anxious when I am clear and um, without smoking and without all of these things that would calm me down is because I celebrate this life force energy that is coming through me and I know what I'm supposed to be doing with it because I've found what my purpose is and what my missions are and I'm celebrating my life now um, through manifesting my purpose. Um, and so it's like having free coffee, like constantly. It's like gives you a lot of, a lot more energy when you're retaining. And, um, it's also creative energy and sexual energy is the same as creative energy. And it's, um, we are creators and like this, this, I mean, what's more creative than creating a human being from this energy? This is like the most creative energy in this realm that you can get. You can literally make life with this energy. It's bananas. So to like tap into that and circulate it and put it to use in terms of like manifesting um, what I'm here to do is just a complete game changer for me. It's a whole new way of, it's a whole new perception on uh, on how this works. And it's just ob like completely different to how society teaches you, obviously, as with, as with a lot of this stuff that I'm uncovering in this journey. Um, but yeah, manifestation energy, alchemy, sexual alchemy as well. It's like another thing I've been learning about um, since undergoing this, undertaking this sort of journey, which started with trying not to masturbate. So it's like one little thing can just uncover so much. That's what I'm finding. Um, and I want to dive deeper into this topic and I want to invite uh, experts, an expert to... Uh, to join me as a guest on this podcast, not only so I can learn more, um, but also so, like can help unpack sort of the benefits of this on all sorts of levels that I'm really only just starting to explore. And I, I really probably not doing a very good job. Maybe I am, I don't know, you tell me, of explaining all of this. I'm just really just kind of sharing my own experiences. Um, 
But yeah, stopped masturbating a long time ago. And I highly recommend it, bros. I highly recommend it. And you might be sitting there going, yeah, no, that's not something that I'm interested in doing. But why not give it a go? Like, have a little go. Um, and yeah, like I said before, I still self-pleasure. Um, but never with porn. And very not very often at all do I actually let myself um, come to orgasm uh, and release. Um, and I've been employing, trying to employ this tactic also when I am making love. So um, during sex, I will like won't allow myself to release and and uh, and I found it incredibly empowering. Um, the feminine also, like, so the feminine, the masculine can uh, orgasm once. And then it needs to rest, recultivate that energy, and then take a bit of time before it's ready, you're ready to go again. Unless, of course, you're a teenager, in which case it's, like, ridiculous. I remember just being able to go back to back to back. It's kind of bananas. Um, but certainly as I approach 34 years old and like, I got one in me and then I'm going to sleep, bros. <laughs> so to not let myself go there or to like, yeah, just retain that. Uh, let's look at the other end of the spectrum, the feminine. Now the feminine orgasm, the feminine can orgasm over and over and over and actually just gains energy from it. There's no like, um, recultivation required there between orgasms um and so to be able to be able to like um retain uh also allows me to continue to make love pretty much for as long as i want and oh like obviously you gotta go for a water break every now and then <laughs> and uh, don't forget to eat. Um, but it's serving the feminine more, I find, to retain and be able to go again and again and again if you've got the energy for it. Um, so, yeah, just serving, serving the feminine really um, in that uh, more frequently and to be able to keep my life force energy in order for me to fuel my creativity and manifest my purpose during the day, um, which is a big motivation for me to have extra energy. Um, and apparently there are ways to experience a male orgasm without releasing semen um i'll get back to you on that one <laughs> and uh, um i think um yeah supposedly like supposedly you can sit in that orgasm stage but with the ability over time to control whether or not you actually release which is uh um but yeah, I think uh, I think I've come close a couple of times. Excuse the pun. 
Um, but yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. I think practice is the key there. Um, but yeah, the female orgasm also, I've been learning, uh, is incredibly powerful, and the male orgasm, uh, incredibly, that, that state energetically is super powerful for manifesting. Um, so just taking like this sacred act of lovemaking to another level of conscious awareness through setting intention with your partner before and and then during orgasm when the feminine is orgasming especially I find um, is a really incredible time to be visualizing and dreaming about something that you want to bring into your life and when you're both visualizing and dreaming the same thing you are and during that intense energetic release of orgasm in terms of manifestation the or the <laughs> the universe will be like yo you want this that badly you got this like intense it's like sex magic is amazing um I want to speak on this a little bit more as I gain more experience, of course, and I also want to have some kind of uh, tantric expert, um, sexual alchemy, tantric alchemy expert come onto the podcast um, and, yeah, reveal the depths, which I am not able to reveal just yet um, through my lack of experience, but... So yeah, that's that's that. Um, shit, what else? Went pretty deep on that one, didn't we? <laughs> um, mm, quitting tobacco. It's been relatively easy, but like I said before, it kind of replaced that ceremony of rolling joints for me and um, a lot more socially acceptable, a lot cheaper. Um, but yeah, since... It's been relatively easy since I'm now like really stepping into the energy of cultivating self-control and really asking myself, like, am I the kind of dude who can say no to my cravings? And now I really don't have any cravings. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be smoking a rolly here and there. Like, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I don't enjoy it still. Um, I just am in a stage right now where I'm like really finding it very empowering um, to gain control over my over my behavior, especially at like music festivals and stuff. I'm definitely going to be smoking a joint every now and then, but there's a time and a place for it. Um, and so then, like I was saying before, by not by not sort of succumbing to these addictive tendencies that would now that I have awareness would um numb numb me out and just make me feel okay it's bringing so much clarity and through that clarity I'm able to let these emotions come up and process them which is the healing journey for me it's like a huge part of it it's like don't numb myself down let those deep feelings come up and heal them. That's what I'm here for. And right now I feel like I'm embodying that more than ever. And I'm celebrating the continuation of that because I, I'm gaining so much from it. It is not comfortable and it is not necessarily the easiest thing, but 
it's incredibly rewarding. Like I um, I am shifting huge amounts of energy. Sometimes it feels like I'm literally putting down a heavy bag that I've been carrying and I didn't even realize I was carrying it. And now I just feel lighter. It's bananas. Um, alcohol, I don't drink alcohol. Like easy one for me. I like, it just is so, the veil is very thin. Like I, I feel like it's very obvious for me anyway. And this is not to say that anybody that doesn't see things the way I see them is like less intelligent or like stupid or lesser than me at all in any way. But for me, it just seems like and it brings quite a lot up for me in terms of the way I like to speak about these things. And like, I feel it's like an, a, an injustice going on a little bit because I feel like alcohol is one of those things that is like a population control situation. It's so, so socially acceptable. And I've noticed this right now. I'm sat in a, in a flat in London in an Airbnb on the 16th floor. And I specifically got this flat up here so that I could do this podcast because <laughs> it's kind of quiet. Um, but I'm in Shoreditch and I've been cruising around at night, not cruising, but like as I walk around at night, it's just drunk people everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is gnarly. Like the city is gnarly. It's hard to live here. There's very little nature. Um, and I've noticed that I also have like I need to make time to go to a park and take my shoes off and get my bare feet in the ground to like ground down. I wonder how many, how often the people that live in the city are actually not wearing shoes and connecting with the planet. And like that disconnection, that separation, no wonder there's like an alcoholism issue. And it is an issue, let's be honest, because it's creating all sorts of disease and just problems. I mean, I'm not going to, everybody knows alcohol is not, a great it's not the best thing ever and like having a glass of wine or two is wine wine is beautiful like and whiskey and like all the beautiful different types of alcohol that are like created and it's like it's um, a cultural thing definitely but like for me it just feels like a low frequency um regulator it's like a uh it's the lowest frequency medicine to like get through problems and it just creates more problems the same as any medicine when it is abused and i've definitely have abused marijuana and it's created more problems that i've then had to resolve and everybody is on their journey i fully fully accept that but please try and have some awareness around alcohol and its effects on our consciousness, the evolution of our consciousness, our ascension, um, the same as regular cigarettes. If you're a smoker, I completely empathize with you. I love tobacco too, but I implore you to please, like, if you smoke cigarettes, try moving to Rollies. Um, organic tobacco with no chemicals because I believe that cigarettes just like 
uh, low frequency alcohol consumption is preventing ascension. It's keeping us from realizing our true power. Uh, it keeps us obedient through fear. This is an old paradigm. We are moving away from this now. There's, this is the shift in consciousness that the collective is moving through. And smoking chemical-filled cigarettes and drinking low-frequency alcohol is an old paradigm that's keeping us in old ways of fear and obedience. Um, the same goes for diet, like sh excessive animal products. I'm not, I'm not hating on anybody that eats meat. Uh, because every now and then I still eat meat. Like, I'm not vegan. I don't claim vegan. Most of the time, my body asks me to not eat animal products, so I don't eat them. And in that, my I found, in my personal experience, that it, I find it easier to maintain a higher frequency, a higher vibration of love and gratitude for every... and keeping me present in love of my existence. I'm having a great time out here certainly compared to previously. <laughs> and I put that down a lot to my diet. And so um, reduction of animal products uh, or the excessive consumption of animal products keeps people and has kept me in the th third dimension. It keeps me bouncing off of 3D with a lack of self-awareness battling to survive when we actually were born to thrive. We came here to thrive. And so now I'm like, what is stopping me from thriving in my human experience? Because that's what I came here for. I didn't come here to like survive and live a life in fear, um, reacting to things and looking hopelessly up to higher powers of systems that actually are oppressing us. Like, let's, let's bring this new paradigm in, guys. That's what I'm making this podcast for. That's why I've left a whole bunch of my egotistical um, popularity game bullshit behind to step into service of sharing and spreading the message of this new paradigm that we're moving into now, where we can leave this old stuff behind, the, the fear of lack, the fear of there not being enough, the unhealed, masculine, unnecessary, competitive um, obliteration of resources on our planet. And yeah, just bring this new wave, this new paradigm of love and compassion um, into hopefully more people's awareness. That's, that's, that's certainly one of my missions here, um, if not the only mission, you know, to embody that love. And part of that, I know, is about me doing the work myself. I mean, it's all actually, I can actually really do. Like, I can speak on these topics all we like. Um, but I need to, I'm doing the work for me, firstly, so that I can shine my light as brightly as possible and hopefully attract others into asking about alternative ways of living as a human being. So, yeah, let's cultivate awareness. Um, 
and control over ourselves and understand that if we're not doing that, we are literally choosing to be a slave to the system, to the matrix, the old paradigm that very, very clearly is not working for us as a species as we head towards extincting ourselves through this illusion of separation from us, from each other, and from the planet. So yeah, I went in quite deep on a few of those topics, and it's over an hour now. Wow. I was meant to keep this to under an hour, but I know that I was speaking about the um, Patreon for the first sort of 10 minutes. Thank you for your patience through that, and thank you for your support, and thank you for listening to this podcast. Certainly, I want to leave some space to dive deeper into some of these topics and many other topics that I'm going to be uncovering as I explore deeper this human experience and all the ways that I feel are um, new perceptions and new paradigms and new ways of existing and being in this realm, in this dimension. Like we are multiple, multi-dimensional beings. We can choose our level of consciousness um, and that starts with taking responsibility and knowing that we are creators of our own reality. We create everything. And so to move yourself out of the victim energy and that victim mentality and take responsibility is to empower yourself. And through my recent discoveries on a uh, quite deep um uh, psilocybin mushroom journey I was like realizing that the uh, the victim mentality is the opposite of connection to spirit or to source or to God or the universe or whatever it is that is driving this life force through us um that's where the power is that's where the we are empowered by our higher selves by um and and that's uh the lesson that the ego must learn in this realm of duality. Um, so yeah, I want to dive deeper into some of these topics. Hopefully we'll get some guests on who I can learn from and can help me um, explore these aspects of human existence um, that they certainly don't fucking teach you in school for obvious reasons, because uh, it might cause us to, heaven forbid, think for ourselves. <laughs> and uh, and obviously that kind of self-actualization does not serve the current systemic oppression that is keeping the majority of us from truly being free and truly experiencing who we are, which is just pure divine love. Um, so that's that's it really. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with someone who you think it might resonate with, who might gain something from it. Um, and help plant a seed in waking people up, friends and family. Certainly as I'm going on this um, journey of healing myself, it's really having such a beautiful impact on my family. And I know I'm not like taking responsibility for healing my family at all. In fact, I've had to let go of that responsibility and come back to me I'm the only person that I can work on. I'm the only person I can heal. 
But in doing that, it's having an impact on my family. Like my dad, for example, and I'm sure he won't mind me speaking on this, has recently, who for his, most of his life, pretty much his whole life, has not had any um, relationship really connecting with his food. And now he watched Game Changers, which is that documentary about vegan athletes, <clears throat> and has stopped eating so many animal products. And he's telling me the other day when I caught up with him, he was like, I cannot believe how good I feel. I'm like, yo, welcome to the new paradigm. Welcome to like taking control and taking responsibility for what you consume and taking responsibility for your healing. And it's I all I've had to do is embody it myself. So, yeah, you can't force this down people's necks. You have to embody it and show them and shine the light brightly and connect with other like-minded people and support each other in this collective ascension, basically, is what I'm feeling. So share the podcast if you feel called to. And if you're really feeling generous and want to support me directly, even a dollar on Patreon would be great. And if you want to join the Healing Tribe journey or the Healing Journey Tribe, um, yeah, the tier is $11.11 a month. And yeah, I've literally just started it and we've already got like a, a few people on there. Thank you, all you beautiful souls. And I'll be sharing exclusive video content around my healing journey uh, on these topics and more um, from now on, really. Uh, and that's about it please leave a review that's also another beautiful way that you can help support me uh, on itunes and yeah write a little review and just let me know how this has positively affected your life and um yeah i fucking love you all like uncon seriously unconditionally like i am fully accepting of who you are where you're at in your life and you don't have to be anyone or do anything in particular to receive love from me i am sending it all out to you right now through this podcast as peter k would say it's coming in your ears that's really inappropriate especially since we've been talking about semen retention yeah, I fucking love you guys. I will um, try not to leave it quite as long between podcasts next time. I've actually got two in the bank uh, that I recorded in LA that I'm going to put together and like edit and put them out. Um, but yeah, go through to my YouTube channel, see what I've been up to recently and follow me on Instagram at Ben Jam. Uh, and yeah, stay groovy, guys. I fucking love you. Goodbye.